just like I asked you about fasting, right? Right, right. I'd ask them, how did how did you become involved? And I was like a journalist, like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> soaking it all up. <laughs> okay, and then um, they say, well, you can't, you know, like one day she, you know, a, a, a woman was talking uh, uh, crazy to me, and so this woman said she smacked me all the way down the street. She said. That's why them hoes disrespect you because you won't check them. Smack me, everybody laughing and everything all on Main Street. And I'm like, ooh, she got him. Good. <laughs> and so um, that whole thing woke up something else. Like, you know, women don't want a good man. They, you know, I mean, I'm not saying this applies to to every woman. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, 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 and I, you know, so let's be fair with the general com comment. Every time I tried to be good, it didn't go well. I ended up with a broken heart, headaches, and all this kind of stuff. Now, after this, after this woman, beyond my mother, raised me, taught me the street life, taught me what to look for, taught me who to look at. I developed another eye. Mm -hmm. And now I would sit like uh, uh, and watch trick booths, okay? Mm. I would watch the cameras and, and listen and, li and listen to the uh, uh, got to the point where I I saw senators and judges uh putting on tutus and uh 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 running around the house like ballerina. We had I had uh, uh my my brother uh, this one guy wanted somebody to throw oranges at his behind, and if he if he busted the orange, he got extra money. So I, I, <laughs> people freaky. I, yeah. went, I went I went and got my 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 brother and his partner to come and and do this and do this task. But I learned this whole thing, and then I realized even as I was still full of love, I could not deny love. I had to learn how to bridle it. I had to learn it. And so when, when you have people, you know, uh, thinking that, oh, he's cold-hearted, he's this, you know, I was protecting mm. myself from what had happened to me earlier mm. in my life. So that when I was looking at you all coming from the prison, I had to learn from you all. I did not surround myself with... Um, uh, with older guys my age, I surrounded myself with the young guys, the hip-hop guy. I wanted to know who was listening to Tupac. I didn't want to, it seems like everybody my age was stuck with the Temptations and Smokey right. Robinson. Right. You know, but this, I've seen this new thing coming on, so um, I wanted to learn what was going on in the minds of You're the age of my son. You're the age of my daughter. What's going on in, the, in, 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 in your mind? So, now my education, my education came from people your age. Mm -hmm. That's why I knew that it was your generation that put Barack Obama in office. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do it because we were too busy focusing on our own. Okay, mm -hmm. it was it was your generation that had this Black Lives uh, uh, Matter movement that is finally causing some things to happen in prison mm -hmm. reform, mm -hmm. but. The educational processes did not stop. So when I started analyzing you and I said, whoa, 
then I was able to track and say, whoa. I didn't say that I had done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there. And then when my daughter said, Daddy, you can't help me. And I'm saying, baby, they got me kidnapped. I mean, like, if I try to do something from here, they won't let you see, and they won't let me see you. So I have to ride it out. If, uh, if, if any time that uh, something happened a certain way, and I said anything about my kids, right, I would get punished. It would not bring them to see me. So that, like, uh, you, don't, you don't sit down and have these conversations with, with, with the kids. You don't, there's certain things you right. just don't say. But then I watched as, as Delane was having these, this, this wearing his heart on his sleeve and, uh, uh, and, and all of these sensitive issues, all of the issues he was having. I understood it, but he didn't know that I understood it, and therefore that's where we, we was coming mm -hmm. right here, right? Mm -hmm. okay. Right? And so when I revealed some things to him, about certain things, he got upset with me and told me, you know, I don't believe you would say something like that to me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he ultimately kept my grandkids from me for 10 years, right? So, you know, because he was in his feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not upset at you. I just, that's you. And if this was, the one thing that the prison taught me is how to be by myself. How not to worry about what's going on in the streets because it's going to happen anyway. So if somebody called himself leaving me, guess what? I was in a 9 by 12 cell for 28 years. Left. Don't, don't try to give me a guilt trip. Don't give me ultimatums. Because you don't understand that I know what I know and I know what you know now. So when... So when I would look at some of his, uh, his uh, issues, he was saying, I don't want to be in my dad's shadow. Well, stop using my name. You and your brothers. Stop. If you, if you're tired, if you're thinking you're, I don't, if I had a dad like me, I would, I would use his name every time I, if this is going to get me some more money, more money, more money, my father's name is Norman Whiteside. You know, I wouldn't take it as a like, <clears throat> I'm never going to be as good, or I'm, 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 I, didn't, I didn't look at it like a living in the shadow. I'm saying, like, wow, Bill Monks made the way for me. That was, you know, he was, Herman had his, his role, and I love that man beyond his grave. Bill Moss was the daddy that gave me the, the, the uh, uh, they say he just liked Bill Moss. That was, those things would be a compliment to me. But then, like, uh, uh, where, where uh, Delane was concerned, mm -hmm. he was, I, I would say, stop using my name. Stop telling folks. And when they say, you look like somebody I know, don't tell them. And that way, you don't have to worry about feeling like you feel about anything. And that's, that was my position. So mm -hmm. uh, where he is concerned in this regard, you know, with with, with, with all of these type of issues that he would have. He would tell me, he said, well, I read this book. I said, and? And such and such said in this book, and he would quote these different people. I say, those people, they, they, you know, they, they, they write different books and everything. I mean, like, you're a book writer, okay? Yeah. I say, in this day and time, black people don't read. You know, I mean, like, and I don't mean all. Right, right. Okay. I'm saying, so, when somebody says, you need to write a book, I said, well, I don't like rejection. I don't like failure. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, even when my I come home to my coming home concert, when I thought this was a big, big deal, you know, we promoted that thing, spent eight thousand dollars in promoting that that Dad Blaine concert, sold nine freaking tickets to Ticketmaster. Nine tickets. We had Ev Jones. We had Roxy Butterfly. We had Rushard Thomas. And everybody was telling me that these folks have their own audience, so you know alone. So I'm thinking this is going to be a, 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 a packed event. Mm-hmm. Okay, rejection and failure. So when I saw what happened on it, I said, okay, I'm not going to do any more Columbus, Ohio concerts. I'm gonna, so now rejection and failure, those are two things, my two Achilles heel. Okay, so if... You tell me this is a good idea. I want to know all the pros and cons of quick pro quos and everything because I'm talking about it's, you know, uh, don't give me all of the good stories about, you know, uh, uh, nothing beats a failure but a try. I don't want to hear all of that kind of stuff. Rejection and failure have uh, uh, the thought of those things are two things that plague me. I had to realize that I'm sensitive. I just don't wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we we have we have. There's one there's one misconception uh, I, between my brothers and sisters that I do want to say on this show is several times in my life you have apologized. You have apologized for your absence. You have you have you know talked to me and had a conversation with me about that. So a lot of times people would presume that you're unapologetic and things of that nature. That's not true at all. We've had we've had great conversations. I think a lot of times it wasn't so much of the fact that not even me taking the kids or to see you or anything like that. It was more so we were saying that dad, we're we're struggling out here on the outside and when we were looking for someone to blame, a lot of us were just looking to be heard out. We weren't looking to blame you and say, Oh dad, you're the reason why this. We were just looking to say like dad, we're going through this shit and we don't know how to navigate through That this. sounds good. That sounds good. But 10 years, 10 years, I was getting pictures. I was getting pictures and stuff of you going out here to Disney World, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, pictures with you and Russell Simmons, pictures with you and all these other folks that that had these names. And I'm saying, I'm right down the street. So regardless of what can be told to me about that, 10 years and I'm right down the street, but yet Russell Simmons is over here and you can go all the way out to there. And, 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 and you know, Jesus said one of the one most wonderful things in, in ever. He said, wisdom is justified in her children. And that's what he was saying. Like he said, wait a minute. I come and I, I play music for you. Y'all don't want to. Y'all don't want to dance. <laughs> and so I play funeral music for you. You don't want to mourn. He says John came. He didn't eat with you. He didn't. He didn't drink. With you. And you said he was crazy. Now I come and I drink and I sit down with the sinners and publicans. You say here's a wine bibber, a gluttonous man. Mm-hmm. He says, but wisdom is justified in her children. Interpreted to me, in your mind. If that's what you want to believe happened, but then like no matter what, all I'm going to say, and, and then somebody else will say, okay, the logically, Russell Simmons over here, Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I and, and the one thing that I, I gotta say, 
He did, in my mind, he did everything for his girls that I seen Herman Whiteside try to do for me. He tried to give them. And, and not to interject, but those pivotal moments of meeting Puffy and Russell and, and all these other celebrities, I was giving homage to you. It doesn't, it doesn't. I was giving homage to the traits that you had given me. And, and, and while I can appreciate that, right? You heard that song by, I guess, I SOS, I like, I don't care what you do to them, just be good to me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want pictures of, 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 of knowing of, of, of you, you homage. I want a hello. I want to be able to pick up the phone and say, because I would look and I would tell these folks over here, oh, my son doing this, my son doing mm -hmm. this, my son doing this, my son. I want to say something just from somebody who like has daddy issues herself and like kind of the same relationship with my dad currently. Um, I think it was more so like his way of still saying like he wants you in his life, he loves you, he wants to show you the great things he's doing but he was still hurt and trying to limit parts of his life. And, 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 and when I would present these all the time, it wasn't always a, oh, I'm proud of you. It's like, oh, oh, I, I did that back in 72. Oh, I did that back in 80, such and such and such. So it was really hurtful, like, dad, I'm, I'm giving you homage, but it was almost like a belittling. But to his credit, he was like, well, Delaney, you're sensitive. Mm -hmm. So that would make me even madder, like, yeah. well, damn, dad, I'm just trying to be like you. Mm -hmm. and, and as much as I have a a a, a very profound memory, mm -hmm. okay, a very profound memory. Sometimes I think that we can create a response, and believe that the response that we created was the was the response that was given to us. Mm -hmm. If. I ever responded like that, it was based upon a question you would ask me when you would say, Daddy, how did you, Daddy, how did you, Daddy, when did you, okay. And then I was responding because one of the things, one of the things, I went through prison for 31 years mm -hmm. and nobody put their hands on me beyond the initial rites of initiation when I got hit in the face with a locker box and got my teeth knocked out. Nobody put their hands on me. I did not put my hands on anybody for 31 years because I recognize that, like, words were, in order for you to say anything to me, to affect me, I had to give your words the power. Right. Mm -hmm. if, it, if my brother say, man, Norm, that, that dude just called you a snitching bitch. Mm-hmm. I said, he directed some words in my direction that you heard and everybody heard. I said, but I haven't given any power to those words, therefore he wasn't talking to me. Exactly. The officers <laughs> would come in and they you know, call SRT and they come in in black suits and they say, all y'all bitches get on the wall. So I would continue sitting there doing it. They said, said why side? You better get up, they're going to kick your ass. I said, okay. Uh, he said, you heard what the man said. I said, the man wasn't talking to me. Mm -hmm. So then the officers would come over there to, to the table where I was sitting. Uh, uh, Mr. Whiteside, we're conducting a shakedown. Do you mind going in, in your cell? I said, hold up. I don't have a cell. Do you mean go to my assigned lock? That's not my cell. When I leave here, I'm going to leave it with you. Mm -hmm. I will go to my assigned lock. But then 
the brothers would say, he must be telling something he's in. They just treat him like he didn't. No, what they treated was, was the respect and the law of reciprocity. I said, when they came in and they said, all y'all bitches get on the wall. So if you thought you was a bitch, you needed to get on the wall. Some of these women, the men, they, they have these issues. I can't believe you disrespected me like that. Y'all don't even know what the word disrespect means. Mm -hmm. Disrespect means not respect. So if I ask you not to sit on my bed and you sit on it, you disrespected me. Mm -hmm. Why does it always have to be about names and words? The word, I, I, I had to point out to some word, the, the, the word fuck comes from the Dutch word foken, F-O-K-K-E-N. Simply means to breed cattle. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. The word motherfucker, 1959 was the etymology on that. And it simply meant, if you can check it on your phone, it meant, yeah, look at the Merriam-Webster's 10th Collegiate Dictionary. One who is formidable. Now, they said, but we hear the word mother, and we hear the word fucker, and we simply, we put it in our sick, twisted ideas that have been spoon-fed to us to say, these are bad words. When you've never taken the time, but because the majority rules, mm -hmm. if the majority says that these are bad words, then they are. So my point is in saying this is that in these cases when I said you were sensitive, in this case where I would share these things, I had no idea what your heart was doing. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that you were processing information different than I do. And a lot of times we have our complications because people process information differently. Correct. And I would love to interject because based on what I'm hearing, you know what I mean, and what I'm seeing, like between y'all's conversation, and I agree with a lot of what you just said, you know what I mean? And I think the disconnection is actually coming from, because as I hear both of y'all, like, Two things can be true. The, one person doesn't have to be right or wrong. You know what I mean? And what I hear from Delane is because I was in Delane's situation. It wasn't with my father, but it was my brother. My brother's 36 years old. He's been in prison 11 years out of his life. I maybe wrote him twice. I did not go visit him. I did not go see him. He had similar saying things of what you're saying. But here's the perspective I had to put in his head. Because when he was in prison, he had to learn how to live on survival. See, I was out here learning how to live on survival. So in his head, we were going through two different issues. So when I would bring something up, he thought I was complaining about it. I'm just acknowledging how I feel. This, see, this is a relationship. We got to be able to have these uncomfortable conversations. So it's, it's not fair that you can process the fact that I'm in prison and I'm separated from everybody, but you're expecting people to come to you. You get what I'm saying? Like, you got to accept, too, like, if nobody ever comes to see you in prison. Like, that's a part of it. That doesn't mean they hate you or they don't love you. That means they're trying to process what you're going through. Imagine somebody that cares about you and them knowing you're inside and, and they don't know what's happening to you inside. Just how you said, I don't know what's happening to my kids on outside. You think they knew what was happening to you in there? You know how much that is to process for a child? Like, damn, they beating my dad. They jumping my dad. They ain't giving him his meds. You know what I mean? So... When I was going to see my brother, I went to see him one time. I've never been arrested. I've never been locked up in my life. The one time I went to see him, I felt like I was walking in the prison. Like, I felt like I was in there with him. And I'm not saying I haven't done things to get me in prison. I didn't get caught. But I felt like I was in there. And the people that's gone, my friends in and out, they say the same thing. Like, when I go see my dad, like, it's heavy. 
It feels like I'm in there and I got to see how people talk to him and somebody telling him what to do. Nobody ever told my dad what to do. So now this little white guy is telling my dad when he can eat, when he can sleep, when he can use the bathroom, what he should think. You know what I mean? How he should feel. So you can't process that as a child, especially a child that doesn't have the father who would be helping me actually process this. So me acknowledging my feelings is not saying you did anything wrong. It's not saying you wasn't there. It's saying I need you to acknowledge I was going through something just as you was going through something. This isn't bigger or lower, better or worse. And by me saying I felt this way, it's not me saying I felt this way against you. It's me identifying like, yo, this made me feel a way. And that's that's normal. Again, you know what I mean? You're, 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 you're on, we're on the same plateau. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, believe it or not. Absolutely. Yeah. We're on the same plateau. Check this out. I accepted people who had that ideology. Okay. I, it didn't, I mean, and, and I... You know, 15 minutes, I'm going to stay with us. Go oh, ahead, Okay, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, just, mm -hmm. just, just pragmatically, I taught myself not to be affected. Even out, even out here, right? Mm -hmm. People say, well, I, I'm not clingy. At one time, I was clingy. Mm -hmm. Okay, right, right. at one time, right, right. At one time. I learned how not to be clingy. In other words, I've got friends I have not seen or heard from in months, but they know that I got real mad love for them. Mm. They understand that, like I'm, I'm, I'm working. Like even this morning, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm, uh, working. I work with with a law firm, and I'm sitting up here like, but I never take a job where. I can't, like, when Delane called me up, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going to believe somebody between their walk and their talk, believe they walk. Right. He called me up. The last three or four times he has called me, I don't say, well, remember when we was in prison, you ain't going me. Right, right, right. Every single time, what can I do for you? Now, somebody said, well, like, you know, in, in their mind, you can call him. For what? <laughs> I don't need anything. If if you think that I love you, or you know that you love me, why we got to be all the, on the phone all the time if I'm not that kind of person? When I was that kind of person, I got met with rejection and failure. So what I had to do, if you keep on doing what you've always done, you're going to always get what you always got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. But I remember being and I in the visiting room. I, 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 I remember being in the visiting room, and I was, I was kind of like pouring my heart out to you. And and one day you said, and you know, I know you got a profound memory. He's like, hey, what's all this TV dad shit? You know what I'm saying? It was just like the barriers was there. The barriers was there like that. I know you're behind bars, but... I need I need this nurturing right now. I need this from you. And when you responded like, "What's up with all this TV dad shit?" It was almost like a sense of rejection in a, in a way. I mean, because you it was your like he said, you had your reality, but I also had mine. So I needed I needed a little sensitivity at the particular time. Certain that I, things need a platform. Right. Correct. Everything needs a platform. If you know, you told me today about what to expect. I said, I asked you, I said, tell me what's off limits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, right, right. I tell, let me know what not to say. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all right, you know, if you don't, I don't want to hear like you should say that. You know, I say, you know, so let me know if you don't let me know something, right? Right, right. So even in those moments, okay, I didn't know you. Even like uh, he offered a place for me to uh, come and be paroled, right? Mm-hmm. But I had handled about two hundred cases where a Grandpa come home. And then, like, uh, uh, one of the granddaughters gets mad at him and gives him a rape charge. Mm -hmm. So I decided I'm not going to a house Mm -hmm. where there's young children Mm -hmm. or where anybody can say, well, like, uh, 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 use anything like that. So I I thought out every move that was going to happen when I when I got out here. Right, right, right. I was planning all the time because I knew what was going to come. Mm-hmm. When you would come down there and you would say uh, what you were saying, you're telling you were saying to me, like I want to tell somebody who doesn't know a thing about me, what's on my mind, what's in my heart. Now. Like what I was asking a brother about fasting, mm-hmm. like what he was telling me about his book coming out in February 14th mm-hmm. and, and everything else, yes, right? Sir. You know, listening is one of the, that's, that's one of these things that I specialize in. That's what I utilize when I get in the courtrooms and I'm telling these attorneys how to win cases, you know, because I listen. And the thing is, you have to have a foundational point. You show up. And, you know, like, and, and just breaking out, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I did not know any of my children. Mm-hmm. Deborah came to visit me more than any of you all, and I did not know her, and I really didn't realize how much I did know her until the bologna on the grill. <laughs> oh, man. I... <laughs> Until the baloney on the grill day, I did not realize how much I did not know her. And then I say, I say, I'm having one of them baloney on the grill days, right? You would be able to understand the baloney on the grill. I do, I do that. If I told somebody else about the baloney on the grill, they would, they would say, "What is that?" Right? But I use those landmarks to say, "We ain't gonna do this again." And, and and before he interjects, mm-hmm. it was it was this one time, and 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 he, I thought he was going to tell the story, but I'm going to tell him he's going to finish it. Watch this. So I remember being, uh, I think it was Fairmore, and I joined the gang. Yeah, I joined the gang. I remember. Yeah, I joined the, I joined <laughs> I the gang. And somehow he got wind of it. Yeah, I remember. He got wind of it. And I told you I'm going to finish it. In a very short up, we were at twenty three fifty six Hold Avenue. Okay, go ahead. I was upstairs in the room, in my room. Uh, I called you upstairs because your grandmother told me about the game. Okay, okay. So I said, "What?" Okay. We had no concept about gangs, bloods, crips, all that stuff on the rise. First of all, I was not upset. That Delane was in a gang. I said, "What is your role in the gang?" He said, "I'm the dummy." That's basically all. Hold it. Wait. <laughs> it was a gopher, but you know what I'm saying. I, I, I go get things. Yeah. But, but, oh, 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 but okay. You tell, you tell. Your, yeah. your, your word was the dummy. You is said, that what? That was your word. I, I, it, it, I, I said, "Of course, like 
I wanted to go shoot up the whole game, right? Right, 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 at that point. Again, even now, remember that I told you earlier that I, in prison, everybody that I, I did my thing with, right, my conversations, they were younger than 30 uh, because I realized that I come from a generation where we, we say, you ain't been where I've been, so mm. you know. Uh, so we, people that my age don't listen, they tell. Mm -hmm. And that was, and I wanted to be able, whether it was my children or whoever else, I recognized the strength of young people, but I understood too, just like my Aunt Mary Catherine told folks about me, you can't tell Norman he's wrong. You've got to tell him how he's wrong if you want him to understand. Mm -hmm. And with that being the case, I would always try to learn. And then it was something, you know, Jesus said a prophet is, is, is not honored in his own country. I wanted to learn from my children and my children for the most part, weren't willing to teach me because they had their idea of dad being the teacher. And therefore, I would get shut out. I would I would make the invitation, but that's all I could do was but, make the invitation. Go ahead. And, that, and that was the impressionable day because after you whooped my ass, you said, you got leadership in your blood. Don't you ever forget that. You got leadership in your blood. So yes. therefore, that set the tone for the rest of my life. Now, when we were older, we wanted to show you the leadership. But at that time, like you said at the beginning of the show, dad has an ego. Dad has an ego. And, and like, and, and then sometimes it's up to son. Like, dad, I'm catching up. You ain't Melody, catching Melody, Melody. What would you tell him? Let's go back and remind him at the beginning of the show before everybody else got here, right? I said, I don't believe in egos. Isn't that what I said? I said, ah! Everybody has one, right? Because we were talking about something that sets the platform for saying like egos are okay as long. But let me say it better. Listen, you have the right to do whatever you want to do, as long as it does not affect my right to do what I want to do. Right. Respect it. Respect right. it. Yeah. The law of reciprocity is where I'm at. So, I mean, you can have your ego, but watch this here. Try to tell your ego to somebody who walks away from you. He says, don't walk away from me. Come back here. Why you got the right to tell him to walk, not to walk away? Yeah. I don't want to listen to you. And so when you have that kind of platform, I don't care who you are, somebody will walk, when somebody walks away from you, you don't have the right to tell them how they should feel or that, or start talking about, you must be a coward. Now you're starting to use all kind of language right, right. And, and, and to do all these kind of things because now you're becoming controlling. You want to control the situation because I'm not talking about me and you. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't already let you know I'm walking away. Mm -hmm. Now you're sitting there still arguing. Now you look stupid mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because you arguing and then to, 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 the, to the world, everybody's going to look at me and say, the one that walked away had the best gumption. Mm -hmm. And one that's still arguing is a fool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, you know, so that's all it's about. And I'll say this as you close, right? This is my concept for everything that I do. If you have 
what I need, I'm going to come on your terms. If I have what you need, you got to come on my terms. And in any other kind of way is is just totally unacceptable. I didn't look at y'all. Did I look at y'all? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know this ain't drink, champ. Be sober, champ. But yeah, so uh, Starbucks. <laughs> so yeah, even uh, I, I'll take this, and then this this uh, hopefully hopefully will open up some some more doors to get a better understanding, but I don't close the door, but I learn not to go where I'm not invited. That's yeah. what Jesus meant when yeah. he says, I'm gonna knock on the door. If you let me come in, that's on you, but I ain't gonna keep knocking, you know what I mean? And and we, we're not gonna get anything. And I'm not saying that there's, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not alluding to anything. I'm just saying that like, if you wanna call me five times a week, do that. If you want to call me no times a week, but I will not, you know, I, uh, and, and, and if, I'm, if I'm able to talk to you or anybody, that's, I will. Somebody says, hey, can you talk? I answered the phone. Right. <laughs> I answered the phone. And the other thing is, well, you didn't answer the phone. Dude. I don't recall you paying the phone bill. <laughs> you know, so that's, mm. that, that's where I'm at. I look at, I'm, 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 a, I'm pragmatic. I look at things in in, in, uh, in a way that I can touch them. If you can't explain to me what's going on, you can't you can't expect me to be your audience, you know. And I, I look the same way from anybody else. If I, I can't, uh, Beyonce, Jay Z, it's the people in the audience that dictate what they do. And when it comes down to the boxing, I ask them, well, who's the most important boxing uh, out there in the ring? They keep talking about what Javante said. No, the people in your corner are the most important. They dictate the fight. They dictate your fight. Whoever is in your corner, because that if you go over there and nobody to attend your cuts and bruises, you can't go back out there with the fight. So that you recognize that the people that will help you win the fight, whatever it is, are those that are in your corner. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I told you what kind of show it's going to be. Yeah. Last words uh, coming from Melanie, and then we're going to go around the room real quick. Um, relationships are hard. Try to work on all relationships in your life. Um, I personally think that any relationship with the father is hard. From anybody, yeah. any, anybody that I've ever met in my life, and then just all the problems I've had with my own father, I think the toughest relationship you will have in your life is with your father. Absolutely. So just, yeah. Go ahead, Gwen. <laughs> the truth, that's the real truth. Um, <laughs> I definitely speak, um, you know, fathers are very big for me. You know, my dad, like, he definitely, well, him being on the other side definitely made me dig a little deeper into people's intent. And it digs into why people are the way they are. You know, the reason they, ex their response, you know, they exist and stuff. So it made me dig into an understanding, you feel what I'm saying? Because we don't know everything, you feel what I'm saying? And when we try to get that answer, we're still blocking it from our hurt, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like, it doesn't leave us open to actually get it. Especially if someone's ego is built off of betrayal, that hit different, you know what I mean? Especially if it's love being snatched from you, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like, right then, you don't want to tell nobody what's going on except for until you get handled what you Absolutely. need to handle, you feel what I'm saying? So. Especially back in the days, a lot of situations we couldn't even talk about, we couldn't even express. You feel what I'm right. saying? And it's like, with you not being there and not understanding then, it's like, why should we talk about it now? You right. feel what I'm saying? Because that passion was back then, and some people are trying to block it off, but it's like, we can understand that could heal us now, but at that time, nobody was there to heal me then. You feel right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's like, it's kind of getting an understanding of other people, and then like, with that, 
like a lot of dads have went through hell and back. We still don't know why. So right. like activists, everything, like they gave different portals and pathways for us without even understanding. Something is just there for us because right. the shit that they did go through. Right. And so like when we do come and complain about some stuff, like he said, like we did that 50 million times. So mm -hmm. what are we going to do now? Solution. So that's kind of where the cold-hearted is coming at. Yeah. But it's like it's kind of getting an understanding of both sides, but giving right. that chance for that besides like, I'm just here for your accountability or whatever right. that case is, but an understanding so that we come to a common ground because some things don't need to be expressed, so. Go, go, go. I, I'm gonna let Tim finish up. I'm, I'm gonna say this. Um, a lot of you had joined us in the early part of this show and I asked my dad a question and he had to take you to the root. He had to take you all the way. I know a lot of you was like, okay, is this an interview? Is it, is it a podcast? What is it? No, I asked him a question and he had to take you to the root because a lot of times when you don't understand the root, um, what I found going to the root is we had a lot of commonality. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of similarities. And I've heard these stories before, but it made it real today because I'm on a path of understanding, of, of repairing, of, of, of getting back to you know who I am as a person and, and really loving myself as a person and basically as Alec Baldwin said how can I know myself if I don't know who my father is mm -hmm. so getting to know him today uh, and him being transparent yes he came here for me he came exactly for me and I told him but he said on his condition I need to be myself and this is what he was one of the I, I told you the lesson in leadership he taught me when I was six or seven the lesson he taught me at 42 was it's all about leverage as he's been saying this whole time mm -hmm. if I come to you you got it I gotta come on your terms and that was the last thing when we left three or four years ago, he said, Delaney, it's all about leverage. And I've used that, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. But I know that in life it is about leverage. So the very fact that he came here and he left it, not left his agenda, but altered his schedule for myself. I, I want to give you a round of applause. I, I have, um, hey man. I, I, I love you, man. This I, I really do. I, I, I love you, man. Show. I know we, I, he would like to say it's one-sided, but we go through our shit, you know what I'm saying? But um, I love this guy. I've always tried to pattern my. This is what this is all about right here. It's yeah. homage to the guy I looked up to all my life. So I appreciate you coming on the show, Dad. Yeah. The reflection. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Today was I sure, everything. I sure appreciate uh, um, uh, everybody who uh, was a part of this moment. I mean, this, you know, un unless you can replay it. But I will say this before we leave. If you believe in what Delane and this community is doing, don't be here for certain people. Continue to promote with the understanding that sharing is caring, don't hide it, divide it. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, was gonna, I was gonna just say, uh, I think more people than even we realized needed to hear this conversation today. You know what I mean? And um, me and Delane needed this. Like, I realized me and him are a lot alike, a lot alike in many ways. And I, I'm starting to understand you more through that process. And he talks about you all the time. You know what I mean? So I I, I, I really get it. You know what I mean? He, he loves you for who you are wholeheartedly, especially who you are to other people. 
But there comes a point to where, you know, parent and child, which I believe that the only conditional love is between the parent and child. There's nobody else on this earth. I'm even going to promise unconditional love. I love my kids no matter what they do, who they become. If they challenge me, you dig. So uh, what I hear him saying is what I felt about my father because I don't have a relationship with my dad. But what I heard him say is like, you see everybody. You're so aware. You're so smart. I need you to see me. And I don't need you to see me how you see them. You know what I mean? Because the rejection thing, that is ego. Feeling like you don't have to go through rejection because we all do. So the ego is feeling like we can bypass certain products. And you can do that in the real world. But with our children, we can't do that. Like sometimes my kids reject me. I just came into my daughter's life. She's 11. I met her at 9. I hide her all the time. I tell her I love her. She don't text me back. I tell her I want to take her out. She don't hit me up. That That is the circumstances that I'm in. That's just, I don't like it, you dig, but it is what it is. And I'm trying to understand her more because in the beginning, I was just like, nah, you shouldn't feel like that. I was sending you my money and this and that. And she don't care about none of that. She's like, but what are we? And I can't tell her. And that's her point. Because I got to be trying to figure out who we are. And I know what I am with everybody else. And I know this business. I know my career. I know this. So my kid is looking at me like, how do you know all this shit, but you don't get me? You know what I mean? And they're right. They're 100% right. So I spend every day beating myself up trying to figure that out. What is a good dad? What is a bad dad? How can I be there more? You know what I mean? But it's a journey. I don't think there is a destination. I think our whole lives, we're going to be trying to figure this out. And that is the relationship. You dig? Just a quick point of clarification. When yes, I say rejection and, and, and failure, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about it in all aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the business. Everything else I pretty much have a handle on. But I'm saying when it comes to this, like this business that you're in, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the business that I've been in, uh, the music business, rejection and failure when it, you know, for clarification, mm -hmm. in business ventures, not with, uh, not with other things. Um, so I just wanted to clarify. Okay, that. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You have heard to hear from all these great people, these great minds. Join us right back here next week. We'll do it all again tonight. We will be at Double Take Karaoke. Um, and also three uh, national recording artists will be at Double Take tonight. So Where is that at? Um, that is on the corner of Whittier and High Street. Mm. I, on the corner